0: Changing the world one smile at a time. It's Dr. Brady with the Drilled Podcast. I'm drilling down, down, down. I'm getting deeper. I'm looking round, round, round. Like a midnight beeper. Is it, it's cool, made of cheese. If I dig straight through on this big Chinese. I got some questions, you got some answers.
1: All right, all right. This is Dr. Brady. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast. Uh, a quick little shout out. We got, have had a, a lot of new listeners lately, and I just want to say thank you. And it's a, a lot of new, you new listeners are, are sticking with us week to week, and I can see that in the analytics, and I'm super grateful for that. So thanks for joining, and I hope we're continuing to bring good content. If you have ideas or things you would like us to discuss In the world of dentistry, please email those ideas to drilledpodcast at gmail.com and uh, put it in the subject as terrible ideas, and then I'll look at them. For sure. Uh, We have an awesome guest today. Uh, His name is uh, Bert Walpack. You got it. Awesome. And uh, totally nailed that. Uh, Bert Walpack is a dentist uh, practicing in the Eugene, Oregon area. I heard about Dr. Walpack from a previous Drilled guest, Andrew Rivers, who was a... Uh, an awesome stand-up comedian, and he said, "Hey, there's another dentist doing stand-up." And I said, "What?" And he sent me your name, and I was like, "Dude, I got to hit you up." So we've been talking on the internet for uh, uh, some time now, and now we are present together. He came, and uh, we're hanging out together now, and talking dentistry and comedy and a little music. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Welcome to the program, Dr. Walpack. Thank you for coming.
0: Thank you for having me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? You said you're up here for a conference? I'm up here for the Oregon Academy of General Dentistry. It's a, uh, you know some dentists do master's... of. Academy of General Dentistry, Magda or Fagda. Have you seen that? <laughs> Fagda. You know, I know. That sounds, it's, it sounds like it's,
1: that sounds like it shouldn't be the name.
0: But. I've also heard it pronounced fagged. Like, I got my fagged. Oh, well, um, that's nice. By like a 70-year-old man will tell you that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. So I'm up, up for that. Um, yeah. Okay. And it's like a three-day class. We'll start what tomorrow. are they
1: teaching you? What is that, uh, what is that class for?
0: It switches every it's a new class I mean
1: general dentistry is so broad. Yeah. Like what is that? They it's come braces
0: in, it's it's ortho this week. Uh Ortho
1: like with a with a general dentist like general dentist doing ortho? Yeah, exactly. Oh cool.
0: And then like last time it was some guy that was only does composites, no crowns, just composites and he shows you all these amazing composites he's done in oh. Southern California and he's on a reality T V show. So, this on a reality TV show? Who is he? Uh, I, do Dr. I know him? Samini? Dr. Samini? I don't know. He's in the I don't know that is. Glendale area. Okay. So yeah, you can take a bunch of these And glasses. never does a crown. Uh, I think he'll do it for root canal teeth. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. He's yeah, okay. got, got some spice yeah. there. So we're coming up for that, and also it's like uh, three days for me to just be away from my family for a little bit, and I get to do the the nightlife of Portland and enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You don't get mugged in Portland. You get um, accosted to vote for Bernie Sanders in Portland. (laughs) I'll take that any day. (laughs) They have a knife, and they say, vote for Bernie Sanders.
0: Uh, I always hear that some people are like, "Oh, don't go on Ninety Sixth Street up by Gresham; that's dangerous."
1: Oh, uh, I don't even know where that is. It's like
0: we're all the car dealerships. But centers. now so I, I kind of want to go there. See see that dangerous, but we
1: could go in, uh we could go. Uh, we could form a dental gang and then go, in and then no one would mess with us. There probably,
0: you go. Yeah, so much respect there.
1: Totally. <laughs> uh, okay, so how long have you been a dentist?
0: Uh, six, years.
1: six years. Six years. And you've always practiced back in the Eugene area. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It was Eugene? Are
1: you from here originally? From New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Okay. And what brought you over to Eugene?
0: Uh, I wanted to leave. I was living in New York City. I wanted to leave New York City and go to dental school somewhere nice.
1: So that's the farthest place you could so go. So it's
0: like, I either want to go to Colorado or or Portland. And
1: that's awesome. Because, you know, the, uh, I used to live in Colorado. And I told my wife when we were thinking about leaving Colorado, I said, the only place I'll go is Pacific Northwest. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Colorado, the Pacific Northwest. The rest of the United States can go jump off a building. That
0: was the same for me. Like Oregon, won over Colorado. No, no
1: offense to my listeners who don't live in those two places. <laughs> I just, I just alienated a lot of people. Oh well, uh. the phones are ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hey. Okay, uh, okay. So, uh, and you like it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I remember the highest compliment I got was when I graduated. Uh, I graduated college and I went to my like, cousin's wedding, and yeah. she was like, "Oh, are you from New Jersey?" I just thought you are from, like, Oregon or Colorado. Oh, I was like, oh blen- thank
1: you. You're blending in. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Well done. Well done. Um, okay, so, obviously, uh, um, I want to talk to you about how you got into doing stand-up comedy mm. as a dentist. Did you, did you, because you do it pretty regularly. Yeah. Now that we're friends on Facebook, I see your, your posts advertising some of the shows you're doing, and it's pretty regular, it seems like to me, are... Or, was that something that, like, um, you had been doing before dental school?
0: Yeah, like, when I graduated college, and um, I wanted to be a stand-up. So I was, okay. like, 22, and I moved to New York. Yeah. And I did a stand-up thing for about three years. And Oh, cool. I, I Yeah, it was fun. You know, tons of... I think it's even it was better than it might be now. As far as like most of your mics were still in Manhattan. Yeah. You go to most of the clubs, there weren't like there weren't as many alt rooms. It was mostly like, oh, you know, stand up in New York, they have an open mic and go to New York Comedy Club, they have a mic. Yeah. Um and then I think just being twenty two years old and not have things happen to you immediately. I thought, oh well, I'm not like famous at twenty six. So three open mics. <laughs> not famous. <laughs> Done. Let's leave. But so uh,
1: obviously, it's not going to work out.
0: Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I did make some friends from, from that, but I decided to go change my career. I just wanted to be... I wanted to make sure that everything was going to work out. And yeah. It was like, if I stay... Like, some of these open mics and, like, shows you do in New York, there's, like, people whose life has not worked out, but they've, like, stayed in doing stand-up, you know, mm-hmm. like, they're going to be destitute in a couple of years. I was like, no, I really want to have, like... A health plan. <laughs>
1: so I, I went to dental school. to be able to see a doctor if I need a doctor's <laughs> attention. Treat my <Mike> gout. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so you kind of had it already in you, and then you started doing dental school. And you did you do it through dental school, like in the Oregon area? Cause no. I think Portland, Portland has a pretty good scene. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, what about in Eugene? In, like, Salem ish area. You're right. Is that, is that where, is, what's the scene like down there for comedy?
0: Uh, I bet they, you could probably say they each have about, I'd say, 20 comedians. Uh, I think Eugene's a little bit bigger. You know, Salem has a comedy club, Eugene just has a lot of bars. So, okay. uh, Salem, all the comedians pretty much play the one comedy club, the, the Cap City. And, and then Eugene, we have like three different places where you pretty much play. Is Cap City, are there multiple Cap Cities?
1: Mm-mm. Just the one?
0: Yep. Oh, okay. And they've really made a name for themselves as far as getting. Touring comedians coming through. Yeah, they get some and, pretty good names, I think. Don't yeah. they? Yeah, good. Yeah, and usually if we can if we can book if they book someone, then we can usually book them down in Eugene afterwards, so they get paid twice and right. one airplane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think they've really the, the fact that they have that comedy club makes it so that comedy is cent, centered there at the yeah. comedy club instead of. Uh, oh, there's a bar show here on Thursday night. There's a bar show there on one, Monday night. No, it's like, all oh, comedy yeah. is just set at, at Cap City, whereas yeah. ours is just all over the place in Eugene. So that's similar to my strategy
1: with doing the podcast is that I would, uh, I would try to communicate with the comedians that I knew were coming into town and being like, hey, I'm a dentist, and I'll put you on nitrous oxide and film you if you want. Right. And they're like, some of them are like, uh, no, no, thank you. And no, then, it's quite word but, of mouth for you. Yeah, but now, but like, so and that's how I met Andrew Rivers. Mm-hmm. I literally, uh, no, no, no. He knew Shane Moss. Knew Shane. And I had Shane Moss on the program, and then <laughs> Shane must have been talking about it at some point, and he's like, hey, there's this dentist who will put you on nitrous and film it, and it's pretty awesome. And so, yeah, that's how I met Andrew. He's super funny. Yeah. And uh, I love his stuff a
0: lot. He's uh, a very concise writer. He just has the right amount of words. Yeah. his jokes it's it's even,
1: and it's very cool to watch him because it doesn't feel written like when I watch him I'm like I think he's just off the cuff right now or maybe he's writing this to sound off the cuff <laughs> but it's very very good and I like it a lot um, uh, who's your favorite comedians um, do you have some favorites yeah probably Bill Hicks Brian Regan Todd Barry. are you going to Brian Regan tonight
0: no, but he's coming down to uh he's coming down to Eugene.
1: I I'm going I'm, getting, I'm doing, a, doing a show tonight. Oh, really cool. Excited about that. Yeah. Got yeah. a group of people going uh love Brian Regan.
0: He was my god. I got I remember uh I saw him at once at Caroline's and I was I was new going yeah. to a stand-up show. I didn't realize I was like 20. I didn't know how things worked. So when he got off stage and went back to the green room and well, I just walked into the green room because I didn't know You can't. You weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was really, yeah, Did you just meet like, him then? Yeah. You said hi to him? Yeah, he's like, oh, thanks. You know, I can picture Brian saying that. Saying that <laughs> yeah, I can picture show. that, exactly. And his wife was there. He's like, oh, thanks a lot, thanks a lot. And then some... By the way, you're big, not supposed to be yeah, here. some bouncer game He's was like, oh, is he bothering you? He's fine. That's yeah. super funny, dude. We'll probably see him. We yeah. Usually when a comedian comes to town, we'll usually try to tweet at them and try to get them to come to uh, open mic. And I'd say like 20% of the time they usually do.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. That, that's good odds, man.
0: Yeah, like we had Maria Bamford that's in better town. better odds than,
1: she can. That's cool. than I get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Most people think I'm trying to murder them when I offer nitrous oxide to them in a confined area with a stranger they don't know. Yeah, that and would be... Like, no, I'm going to die if I come see you, so not doing that. It'd
0: be worse if your chairs were at your house. It's nice that it's at that's a public true. place. Yeah. That's true. Not like not like you were. I invited you into my
1: <laughs> murder box room. Yeah. So uh, we're we're sitting in a box right now uh, which I use for my band, but it does look like a, it could be fashioned into some kind of Dexter scene, yeah. uh, pretty easily, yeah. So or nuclear fallout kind hope of. Hope you building. texted someone where you're at and, <laughs> and, and you're checking in regularly. Uh, okay, so, um, so st- stand up something obviously you like you love right you yeah. like doing it and do you see yourself just continuously trying to continue that
0: yeah that's awesome um, for some reason 10 years is like I can't wait I just like I just want to do it for 10 years and see where I'm at at that point yeah like you always hear it takes 10 years in stand up so I want to do yeah. that I don't or you could be uh, a doctor or, <laughs> or you could be a doctor that's always yeah so that's funny
1: I talk to comedians they're like oh listen 8 years 10 years that's what you got to put into it and it's just like okay
0: it's a long time yeah it that's is it's a long time man then yeah. Gladwell came out with that book about 10,000 hours and that's even more so I don't know We'll see. Yeah. So um,
1: I told you before I tried stand-up. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on air. I tried stand-up um, two times, mm-hmm. and I went to an open mic at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, and it was terrible. Terrible. Wait,
0: I mean, it was a good mic, or was it
1: you it were terrible? I mean, I'm sure the mic was fine. I don't know why. I don't, I don't really... A I good don't...
0: crowd, or is it
1: just terrible? Yeah, good crowd. Yeah. The thing is, is that I've always felt like I'm pretty funny, but then it doesn't translate when you're talking in front of a crowd because you, you're trying to time the – I guess you would try to time the laughs and, like, when people are going to laugh and they don't sometimes and they do other times. Uh, I got a couple chuckles for sure. Um, but it was not it was not great. And then there was this thing with the light, the shine the red light at you, and uh-huh. I thought when the red light comes on, you're supposed to be done. <laughs> and they have very strong, like, verbiage in this, like, little document they give you about, like, if you don't respect the light – you will never come here again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we will remember you, and you're blacklisted, and you yeah. can't come here. So the light means two minutes left, I think. Like, you have two minutes to wrap it up. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean you're done. No. And I thought it was done. So I'm dead middle of the joke. I see the light go on, and I look at it for like three seconds. I'm just like,
0: well, looks like I'm done, guys. I'll <laughs> see you later. And that was it. Well, that's good, because sometimes people think the light means, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up, man. <laughs> We're loving it. You're killing it, dude. Good job. Red we light. don't usually use this red light. Uh, the, the last guy didn't get the red
1: light, and I did. Um, and then I did it again. I did, uh, then I was like fed up with going to. Um, then the next time I went to the open mic, I didn't get in. So yeah. I, drove the, I drove 45 minutes to Portland uh, to the club. Yeah. An hour before the mic starts, because that's when you're supposed to sign up waited the hour to see if I got on the list, mm-hmm. didn't get on the list, drove back to my house 45 minutes. So I was like, well, I'm never doing that again <laughs> because I'm not just not gonna do that again. Um, and to me, it's like, comedy is like, I, I imagine it's like, imagine if you like went to a gym and in order to work out at the gym, you have to wait in the lobby and then if you're allowed to get in, you have four minutes to get strong. Yeah. (laughs) And you don't know how to use the equipment, and no one's there to teach you. And then at four minutes, you got to leave and try to come back tomorrow. And you're never, I mean, it's very difficult to get your reps in, Mm -hmm. right? In that sense. Like, I don't think a lot of people know that. Like, it's difficult. So that's why people are always, like, you know, going for, you know, trying to find as many open mics as possible, trying to get as much stage time as you possibly can because it matters, right? Right. I mean, the More time like you spend at the gym, the better you're going to be able to, you know, do whatever you're trying to do. I mean,
0: helium has a, a tough one. It's it is a
1: lottery. It's yeah. a
0: quote I'm using quotation marks because I think if they know you, or if they like you, they'll they'll put you through.
1: Well, I got a secret. They told me if you say it's your first time, you'll get on. Yeah. So in
0: parentheses, I said first time, got on. Okay.
1: And then never again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Most open mics, you just show up. Uh, and there'll be nobody there, but you get to go up yeah. on stage and no one will be there, but you still get to kind of work out that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Helium is something special because it's a big comedy club and people want to do a big comedy club instead of playing like, you know, some brewery that mm-hmm. no one's really listening. Totally. Totally. Uh,
1: and then I did a second, I did it one more time. I, I, um, I signed up for, uh, Portland's Funniest Person. Oh man, you're doing the, the tough
0: stuff. Well... <laughs>
1: My my strategy was this: I just wanted some, some time, mm-hmm. right? I just wanted to try it out in like a better setting where I didn't have to like where I knew I wasn't gonna have to wait. I was gonna have my time, and I knew how much time I would have, and I could prepare. Mm-hmm. And that went way better. Uh, and I didn't make it fast, past the first round or anything, but it was way better. But I had to pay 25 bucks to join the to join to sign up. Yeah. And then, uh, but you get your guaranteed seven minutes.
0: Ooh, seven minutes. Okay. I think it was
1: seven minutes. I want to say good. seven minutes. Yeah, everyone got seven minutes or six minutes or something like that. But it was a decent amount of time, and I was guaranteed uh, stage time. Yeah. That was I'll the thing. I, the open mic where I'm like, you might get on, you might not. And then I got to do the drive to Portland, and it's just kind of like, Meh. yeah Yeah. Uh, so then I was like, I'll just do a podcast, because then I can share <laughs> all my content with no one stopping me, and there's no gatekeepers. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yep. are you doing, like, weekly, weekly stuff? Are you, like, what's your schedule? What's your, what's your comedy regimen?
0: Uh, I usually do... F- four open mics a week and then try to do a book show every weekend so four in a week yeah What's a book show uh, oh book a show like yeah something that's like, that's not an open mic something that they're having not a show about of. books oh well, I should do a book show <laughs> I was like right, okay cool yeah like uh, this weekend there's one on Sunday I'm doing on Ber- Alberta Street and then oh cool next week is I run a show in Eugene every uh, third Saturday of the month the Laugh Track Town USA show and we usually get comics coming from Portland or Bend or yeah. Seattle there and then uh, and yeah I'm got the Todd Berry show coming up next week too so You opening for Todd Berry? Yeah. That's cool. I know I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. That's so
1: aw- he is awesome. <laughs> he is one of my favorites. He is great. Uh, and he's been at the he, he, How long has he
0: been a comic? Like 30 years? I would say yeah I think like eight, 1988 so Yeah, yeah a, right. Yeah, yeah he knows 32 everybody years and everybody point. knows him.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. Um. Uh, okay, so um, with the dental game, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about—I'm going to change gears here a little bit. We talked a little bit about uh, some things is what I like to talk about. Uh, I'm a big proponent, and people who listen know, that I don't think—I uh, think dental school is kind of uh, becoming a little scammy mm-hmm. with how much it costs, how much they keep on raising the prices, how much federal— uh, regulations. You think all dental schools, or is it just like all of them? The private, okay. all of them that charge money. Let's just put it that way. All, right. <laughs> all of them that use federal funds to charge money, mm-hmm. uh, to charge you your tuition, because the tuition's guaranteed. Well, you're, it's guaranteed that the kids who get in are going to get approved for their loans. Yeah, which means the school's going to get paid immediately, whatever they charge. Yep, the school's going to get paid guaranteed. Hmm. Um. Uh, so it doesn't matter if they charge fifty thousand dollars a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year, it doesn't matter. And so there's this bubble happening with dental schools right now where the you know, if you're gonna go to dental school, you gotta plan on between four and five hundred thousand minimum. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's a number I don't feel like people really know. Whenever you read like books on it, or whenever you read like a magazine, it's like, eh, dental school's right, like two hundred or three hundred. No, it's like four hundred to five hundred. Like double what you think it <laughs> is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, and then kids, on the other side, the kids who get into dental school, I feel like are undereducated on what that number means for them.
0: As far as the debt load you're saying. The debt right, load. Yeah.
1: How much... Like, if you asked any dental student, I bet you less than 1% answers the, the question correctly. What's your monthly payment going to be when you get out of dental yeah, school? Yeah, no idea. No idea, dude. I'm some people are still. Some people are still paying their student loans. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's automatically drafted out of my account. I just don't even look at it. Oh, well, man. Right? So you got these kids who are... Uh, so it's almost like, I don't want to say, I kind of want to say predatory, but but it, it's it's very much like you have this unregulated system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I'm a proponent of a path to licensure, a path to get a dental license that circumvents dental school. And a lot of dentists kind of agree with me, I think, uh, where you would like, you know, like an apprenticeship, like X amount of hours in a dental clinic under like a supervised supervision, supervision of. Of a of a of a dentist, mm-hmm. or maybe some kind of hybrid where you could do the first two years, and then the second two years is just all clinic where you don't pay tuition, you just
0: spend time learning the craft. That sounds great. How do you feel about this? Uh, it's it sounds great, but it just sounds like a pie in the sky because like the oh, that's never going to happen. The, the, or, no, uh, the fun to talk about. Oregon board is just so entwined with the you know OHSU. I imagine most boards are so entwined with their public school that they just. They don't want to see that school die, you know? Yeah. What there's it takes. Too, okay, like a red tape. Okay,
1: so recently, um uh the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. uh I'm not gonna get political here, don't worry. I might have just triggered some people by just saying that name, so I'm not trying to do that. But he started something that I feel like there's an analogy to dentistry. So he started um he passed some legislation that said that any athlete in the NCAA, mm-hmm. could start benefiting yeah. from selling their own image. They're basically branding themselves, right? They yeah. weren't beholden to their university. They could... So before these, this legislation, if you played for the NCAA, you can't get paid, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a billion-dollar... I mean, college sports is a billion-dollar industry, right? People are making ridiculous amounts of money yeah. off of these players who you could say they get free, free college, but they don't get paid anywhere near what their earning earning potential could be, especially if they're very good. So he made these these laws that said all California schools are going to allow this, right? Yeah. That one motion triggered every single school in the nation to follow suit, and now every single college allows this. Because what happens to a player, if they're a good player, where do you want to play? California. California. That's it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go play one of the California schools. So uh-huh. California is going to get all the talent. It's going to get everybody. And that's forcing now to level the playing field. You have to do that. And I think dental schools could do something very Or dentists could do something very similar where you get one state mm-hmm. that says, here's a school that is going to be half the cost because you're only going to go to school for half the time. The rest of the time you're in clinics. Which for a dental student, you're like, wow, more clinic time. Clinic time is the currency for a student right? Yeah. Like the more clinic time you get, the more exposure, like what pisses dental students off is when you find out you go to a school and they have a specialty program in oral surgery.
0: I know. So for all your cases out to that. Yeah. And for those who
1: don't know, who aren't dentists, what that means is that if there's a tooth to be pulled and it's my patient, well, if it's a difficult tooth or, or deemed difficult by the faculty, I don't get the opportunity to pull it. I have to go send it to the specialty program because the the people training to be specialists, they have to get more practice, and so they take it from me and give it to them, and all students hate this. Yeah,
0: like so Creighton has a does not have any specialties, so you right. get to do everything. You get so to people love to, go to
1: Creighton because yeah, people love to go to Creighton because uh-huh. there's no specialty programs there, and that gets them. Uh, you know, uh, anyway, I don't think any dental school is struggling for applicants no i think there's tons of people continuing to apply and apply and as they raise
0: and jack the prices up it just doesn't affect i know applicant numbers it's so interesting i Isn't don't know it? like 10 years from now is it's I, there's nothing that's keeping it from get, getting out of getting out of, completely out of hand have you seen the article of the orthodontist yes. who just graduated with a million dollars yeah and he just does minimum payments right he just does minimum <laughs> i think 25 years they forgive him Right. Yeah, it's it's twenty year. it's pays you as you earn anything, or, and yeah. a lot of people, a lot of, my, a lot of my friends are doing it. I yeah. mean, the thing is, we don't sh- we don't know if that's something that's gonna be guaranteed. I mean, it just seems like a different. Another president could take over, or a different like head of board of education can take over, and All then get not rid forgiven. of that. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, if you do have to, if you do that kind of payment plan where uh, you know you're paying off your loans over the next 20 years, you're not paying off your loans; you're just paying the minimum payment, which sometimes doesn't even cover the interest. No, yeah, you're still yeah. So it's like when you graduate, you owe a million. Uh-huh. Ten years from now, you owe
1: 1.3 million. Yeah, right. That's like that's the minimum payment. That's where it gets you.
0: So after 20 years, that 1.3 would become maybe like 1.7 is what you owe. Yeah. But the government's supposed to forgive that in twenty years. You would just pay the taxes on it, which would be like you know three hundred thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> Tremendous, which is the cost of
0: dental school. Right. Right. So you
1: have, so you're right back in this vicious cycle.
0: So there's a, yeah, there's uh, dentists who are planning on that. Well, they'll just put a bun, you know, just pay the minimum on their payments, yeah. and then put money away in Vanguard for when you know twenty forty hits and they have to pay that huge tax mom. But then again, it the whole thing might not even be forgiven because. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Eventually, we're going to figure out how broke we are. Well, Bernie
1: Sanders wants to forgive all student debt. I know, and he might be the front. He might be the front. I don't know. I don't really get political here, but uh, I do think uh, it's an interesting. I mean, it's almost like at this point, I'm really close to paying off my student loans, and I'd be kind of pissed off if they got forgiven. Mm I'd be like, I should have been paying the minimum. I'm paying like more than what I normally would, so I get done faster. Just going
0: to get out of it. I know. Exactly. I just want to get out of it so just, bad. Just want to get out of it. I think about when I pay them off, I want to go to a bar and just, like, buy everybody a drink because that would still be, like, well under my monthly payment for right. my loan. Right.
1: Yeah, just show up at a bar and be like, hey, everybody.
0: Next five minutes is on me. $3,600.
1: You guys can <laughs> run, run up the tab to 3600 <laughs> However many drinks that is, go.
0: It'll just feel like I'm paying student loans. That's right. But people will like me. That's right. You'll
1: get <laughs> lots of friends. Way more friends.
0: Um... Yeah, so, so dentistry's caught in this really crazy
1: bubble, and the only way this gets fixed, the only way this ever gets solved, in my opinion, is because dental schools dental schools will never lower the price. Right. So the only way it gets solved is circumventing the dental schools. I know. So it takes one state. You get one state that says, uh, yeah. here's half-price tuition and unlimited clinic time, guaranteed X amount of hours, 40 hours a week in the clinic, I mean, dentists are going to go crazy for that because Mm -hmm. I get a free dentist, student dentist, but they're allowed to do procedures under my supervision, so I get some free work out of this. An associate. Right? So this isn't everybody wins except for the dental schools, and I don't know how much power... What I wonder is that if if any such thing ever got implemented, do you think it gets shut down? Do you think a government or uh, a school might have leverage... Like in the state of California, there's like five dental schools. In the state like Washington, there's only one. Uh huh. Right. So I would think you start with one of those. States, yeah, you start with the smaller. And then you get them to legalize that. And I think you put the numbers in front of a Congress or some some kind of legislative board, and you show here's the numbers, here's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The kids don't know enough. That's why they keep on applying. They're like dumb sheep. <laughs> Pardon all the pre-dent. I'm sorry, Danny pre-dent. I'm alienating all the listeners. I of was one too. Listeners today, but you are dumb and you don't know that. And it's like, uh, you don't know you're dumb, but I'm telling you, you don't understand how this works. Um, but that's the only way I see it working out, man. You got to circumvent, you got to circumvent the the dental schools and take them out of the kneecaps until they lower their prices to make
0: it worth going back. I see what you're saying. If you just had like, if, if if Rhode Island decided to do it, Rhode Island does not have a, a dental school and they just, they could, they get started and everyone would be like, yeah, I can't wait to go to Rhode Island for my yeah. dental school. I hope doesn't surgery. have one. Or Montana, I don't think it has either. Yeah, you're right. I don't know Montana. I do Montana. Montana.
1: You could start in those states and just create one
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's like a two-year right. school. If, you paid a,
0: if there was a school that cost $150,000, then I don't care how smart you are, you're, you're going to go to the school. The state could
1: also do this. They could do... Uh, what's in, okay, so what's interesting is Arizona recently passed a law, too. I don't even heard about this. Arizona accepts licenses from every Florence? single state now. Did you know that? No. Your license anywhere in the United States is good in Arizona. I think I like that. Yeah. I like it too. So what happens I'm not going to
0: go there, but I like that I could go there. You like
1: that you could. Exactly (laughs) right. So for those who don't know, as a dentist in a certain state, you have to get recredentialed in any state that you go to. So... I can't go work in Oregon without an Oregon state license. Mm-hmm. It's it's a state specific license, right? Now, um, like
0: Hawaii is like the hardest one to get.
1: Oh, yeah. They like unless you're like a Hawaiian.
0: <laughs> yeah. For some reason, how do they know? But they always know. Like even if you lived away from it, they'll they'll take you if you like just
1: yeah. where you're like. I got a colleague, I got a dental school buddy who works in Maui, and I was like, oh, I'd love to work in Maui. He's like, no,
0: you can't. It's not gonna happen. Sorry, I know you'd like to, but <laughs> it will never ever happen. Sorry. Um, On the other side, Maine would like to have you as a dentist, though. Okay. So, yeah.
1: So, go somewhere like Maine. And here's the thing I I think they could do. Create their own dental school. So, Maine creates... Maine or Idaho or Montana creates their own dental school. Mm -hmm. It's this two-year program, and then you get apprenticed in, and you get your license, right? So, once you have a dental license, you can work within that state. Yeah. So, Maine, a state legislature could definitely say, well, your license is good here. Mm -hmm. Now, California could say, no, we're not taking that... That, that, uh, that license. California that would say a, that. It wasn't from an accredited school, yeah. so we're not going to do that. But you could practice in those particular states, and then you get more dentists. So the state would benefit if they're in, if they're lacking dentists. And then that starts the precedent. And someday when I'm king of the world, <laughs> I'm going to make that happen. And, and tell all these dental schools to go uh, jump off a building, because I think what they're doing is... I mean, it's obvious what they're doing. Don't you think it's obvious? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this. So... I'll I don't ask, know. I think I'll ask for your opinion because I think, gosh dang it, they know that they are overcharging and under-delivering.
0: Do you think someone's making money out of it? Because I feel like it's more like the state. The state just doesn't give money to the, the dental schools anymore. Uh, like I, I, when I think about what the, uh, our dean drove to school, it wasn't that much of a nice car. It wasn't like he was living large. Well, but yes, I think for no, like I private schools, yeah, I, you're
1: right. I don't know where the money goes. <laughs> I have no idea, but I know the clinics make money. I mean the clinics aren't free, right? Right. So, the clinics—if you go to a dental school clinic—you're paying. I mean, low prices, but not super low. I know. They're—they're su- going to make, and they have so many patients coming mm-hmm. in there. Um, I mean, they're huge, massive clinics with fifty to eighty, maybe a hundred, even patients being seen at one time. So they're generating
0: a a. I, I would say it's a lot of money. For me, it's the private schools that really get me. In. I mean, private schools well, always cost a, more. Yeah, so
1: you went to a, pu- a public school. huh. You went to OHSU. Yeah. And I went to University of Pacific, which is a private school. And yours
0: is a three-year school. Mine's a four-year school. Mm-hmm.
1: Mine was a three-year school. It cost me seventy-five grand a year. Okay. Tuition. You told me how much about was yours? About sixty per year. About sixty per year. Yeah. And that was in-state tuition. Uh huh. It's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage, man. <laughs> Did you kind of feel bad about that at this point? You're like. That was in-state tuition, man. That's, I was supposed to
0: get a discount. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst.
1: I know. And sometimes I can tell, and I, t- I can tell you guys can't see uh, Bert's eyes right now, but I can tell he's like, you're right, Dr. Smith. It's, yeah, it's garbage. Yeah. I'm starting to feel that now. <laughs> uh, you start to get, you have, it's a recognition of like, maybe they were screwing me. Yeah. All. It's just like years of your life you lost. Okay. And you start thinking about this. Why are you learning about the Krebs cycle? Why are they wasting, <laughs> why are they wasting my time? With the Krebs cycle, when I should be learning how to balance a checkbook. Right. Right? Or I should be learning how to deal with uh, employee problems. Mm -hmm. Right? I should be learning how to deal with, do I W2 my hygienist or do I 1099 my hygienist? What's the difference between (laughs) between those two things? I know. And you don't know. It just feels like a huge... Like hoop, we had to jump through for dental school to be a dentist, and you better be good at googling when you're when you graduate because (laughs) that's how you're gonna find out.
0: What is that thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What What's a W two even mean? I don't (laughs) even know what that's all about. What's What What is a tax?
0: What? I like when you like meet older dentists who are like. Like well, how how expensive is the school? Like, no, it's really that expensive. Why are you here? Why would you go to that? When I went to dental school, we just worked in the summertime. We used to work at the mill. I was uh, worked yeah. on planing on on uh, worked on plywood, and that usually paid for school. If you graduated before the year two thousand, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you probably
1: didn't even get a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, probably not even a hundred grand. Maybe a right around, but definitely, yeah, definitely not in the eighties. Maybe in the nineties it started going up, and now since two thousand, I think it's quintupled, like. <laughs> Five hundred thousand is not unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah. In fact, it's very much heard of. <laughs> so, uh, and then living—that's ex- just tuition. Living expenses is additional. But don't worry, the people giving you these loans will make sure you have enough loans to cover your living expenses as much as you want.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember this. I remember in dental school. I might have told this story in the podcast before. In dental school, I got an email. The whole school did, about hey, do you guys need an extra ten thousand dollars? just come down to the financial aid clinic and assign some paperwork and they'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> it sounds like Oprah sent this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it might you have get $10, You get so $10,000. I was 10, like,
1: 100. oh, hell yeah, I could use 10, 10 grand. So I marched down there and I signed a piece of paper and I got an extra $10,000. Boom, done, wow. right? And I didn't really need it, but I was like, they're just giving it away, I'll We you. all need $10,000. Right, times. who doesn't, right, well that's the email, is like, who doesn't need $10,000? Like, I definitely. No, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, And I thought it was cool because my wife didn't know. And it wasn't cool, as it turns out. It's cooler if your wife knows about it. But I was like, I'm going to buy her something nice. She's working hard. Well, this is nice.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Your
1: your head was in the right place. Yeah, but then like four years after dental school, she's like, what's this bill we keep on getting? It's like I have to pay like $96 a month for this bill because of this $10,000 loan. Suffice it to say... $96 ninety six dollars a month on a ten thousand dollar loan doesn't get you paying that ten thousand dollar loan off very quickly, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so anyway, but that was the, the like, so anyway, with dental school loans, it's like it doesn't matter what you need, you can always get more. They'll always if you go there and tell them I need more money, mm-hmm. they're gonna give you more money. They're happy to do it. Yeah it's
0: like and a there's drug no limit to how yeah. much
1: money you can get. And if you say I need five thousand dollars a month for living expenses You'll get $5,000 a month for living expenses.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I got a friend who uh, lied on his fast form. He has two children, but he said he had four children. Oh. So he, then he could qualify for more dependents, and then he could get an extra $2,000 a month. They don't even make you send a send a wallet they photo don't. over? <laughs> Something, man. Here's eight and a half by 11. Yeah. No, so now he's paying it off. The That's record crazy. I've heard is uh, 760000 Is record For just I, dental school? No, for uh, a, a perio residency as well. Perio. Yeah. yeah actually, I guess you're right the the u s c guy that has uh, the million the million dollar, dollar orthodontist
1: wow, that's the guy he's thing you think well, he's an orthodontist he can pay that off no, he can't he, he cannot pay that off he is not paying off okay? well, he just doesn't want i mean he's not going to well he's not going to he chose he can't. to set yeah <laughs> i i mean i mean maybe you could i mean a million dollars, what's that look like in a in a monthly bill probably i think we had ten thousand dollars a month about ten grand a month yeah, and you pay that off in like ten years, yeah. Is that right? Am I doing that math right? Lemon squeezy, something like that. That you're living very humbly. I mean, an orthodontist can definitely do more than ten grand a month uh, in income, but uh, not starting off. I don't mm-hmm. think it depends on how they start off. He's, you got to understand, even graduating from ortho, he's an orthodontist, but he still doesn't know how to know. do anything. <laughs> I mean, he still got to do. I mean, he still has to like learn the trade.
0: Oh, it's so awful. I mean, like ten thousand dollars a month. Is money you're paying back to the government, and, you're, and it, you have to make twenty percent more than that because the ten thousand dollars has already been taxed. Yeah. So it's like you're paying for the taxes. You probably have to make, you know, thirteen thousand dollars a month. Get that three thousand dollar tax going already yeah. to the IRS. Then you have to get the money back. So you're getting paid like twice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now let's say let's say you make twenty thousand dollars a month, and you're going to put ten thousand dollars a month to pay your loan back. Mm-hmm. You're still taxed. On $20,000 a month. Yeah. You don't get a tax break for student loans. I know. Th- right? I don't know if people know that. You don't get a tax break for student loans. Yeah. You do not. So if you paid... <laughs> so at the end of the year, this gentleman is going to pay $120,000 towards his student loans, right? Doing the right thing, paying his loans back, but he's not going to... He's going to get taxed on that $120,000 mm-hmm. as, as actual income. So that's the, other, that's the other way they screw you. I mean, they really... They really stick it to dentists, and uh, it is a good profession, and you can make a really good income, and most dentists, I think, do, and they do just fine. I don't think dentists are starving. I think there are some getting started off, and they don't get slow. There's some slow starts out there for sure, Uh but I don't think any of them are. I don't think too many people are starving as a dentist. I think you're Right? Right. I don't think people are as miserable as I thought they'd be either. Like, people, they seem pretty happy at the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not on top of the list of suicides anymore. Oh, is Did it, you know that? Uh, <laughs> I knew it was close. I knew it was possible. With... Well, veterinarians, I've okay. heard some things. They're, they're high on the list. Just putting dogs down all the time. Well, I don't think they realize that half their job or more is just euthanizing animals. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, and I, I feel for them because, you know, me and you have people who are like, hey, it's going to be $2,000 to save this tooth. They're like, nah, just pull it, mm-hmm. right? And I think veterinarians similarly are like, hey, it's yeah. gonna be seven grand to do this surgery on your dog. And they're like, I could buy four dogs with seven grand, <laughs> <laughs> like brand new. I like, could hoard dogs, AKC pedigree charted, like di- yeah, no, just kill it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, boy, my job sucks. Yeah. Right? So, veterinarian, uh, forest workers too. Forest. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? There that, that, that made a list that I read. It scares me. Because all these things we're talking
0: about are jobs that I think, I would like to do that. <laughs>
1: I would love... For- I think it's the isolation of a forest worker, like a forest ranger or forest. forest... Uh, oh. People who work in national forests are sometimes alone okay. for a very long time. I think the isolation... And this is interesting. Actually, a, a lot of studies... Um, there was a Malcolm Gladwell book where he talks about um, a town that was living longer than any other town any other group of people. In the United States? It, it was in the United States, and it was back in the 1800s. Huh. In, I forget the name of the town. But they had all moved from someplace in Italy. They all lived in Italy, yeah. and they all came from the same little township from Italy. Okay. And this group of people were living disease-free with no very little health problems and living more healthy lives than any other group of people. And they went through and studied this group of people, like why... Why are they, like, it must be their diet, and they found it wasn't. It must be uh, something genetically. So they go back to the town where they're from in mm-hmm. Italy, and nope, they're dying there they're too. But what they noticed, what they landed on, and what Malcolm Gladwell talks about, I think it's in his book, uh, oh, what's, what's the, he's like, he's like has like four.
0: Outliers? Outliers. Just sounds like an outlier. Yeah, okay. it's Outliers.
1: So, yeah, the book Outliers, which is great. And what they landed on was, it was a uh, community. Mm. So, and they've done these, I've heard of uh, that basically just being around people and, and, and associating with people and socializing does something to your brain and your body chemistry that just makes you healthier.
0: Worked for the Manson family. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Sure did. And then they, they've done other studies where which it was a TED talk on this. Mm-hmm. Where they did these studies of uh, of chemical dependency, right um, that they put like uh, heroin in the ham- in the rat's waters yeah. in the water, and they put all these rats in the exact same uh, rat park community, right <laughs> And what they did is they set when they were all in a community together, they put the water bottles with heroin and the non the normal water bottles um, together so they would all choose. and the rats that lived in a community, would all choose to not drink the heroin what? water, right? And the rats with isolation would only drink the heroin water. Got addicted and died, and, and became super dependent on. Oh them. my gosh! And so the idea there was amazing. Guitar. I forget who does this TED talk. I, I should look it up. Huh. But, um, but the idea was it was a com- it was community that uh, it was community that made them healthy. Oh man, a community that made them want to steer away. That, that they wanted relationships, and relationships were more powerful than. Than the most addictive drugs. Wow, it was an interesting, it's an interesting thing to think about, right? I feel like I need more friends now. I'll be your friend, dude. Okay. Come hang out with me. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about nonsense for hours, <laughs> hours and hours. Get about that heroin out. water, I mean, sure. Heroin, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, where? How do we diverge into that? Where did that go? Uh, somehow from student loans, I can't remember, but yeah. Anyways, uh, suicide. We we're talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> about we're not we're not so suicidal anymore. Yeah. Do you know anyone that commits suicide?
0: Uh, I know two. I don't pers- know any personally. I know two. There's pers- one in our, our. Oh really? But oh, not no. personally. They
1: were in my area in Colorado, and I knew because I started getting their patients. Oh. After. Yeah, if okay. you were to get like ten new patients in a week, all coming from Doctor So and So, you'd stop and be like, "I got a question. Why are you like the tenth person this week coming from? Did something happen?" And that's what, exactly what happened with me. I was, they're like, yeah, he killed himself. I was like, oh, that sucks. Oh, man. I heard he was a good guy. Oh, I, I'm sure. That's always like the good. Well. it's always the nice ones. Let's talk about this for a second because a lot of people don't know. I feel like people don't recognize how much crap us take mm-hmm. and how much we have to just smile and, and try to be cordial and nice and solve everyone's problems. Oh, totally. Right? And you go home and you're like, that mother.
0: It's like you're on a date, your first date with every single person. You're just so nice. Exactly Uh
1: right. You're on a first date, and you're like, you can't really be yourself. Yeah. You want to tell this person to be like, hey, you're being unreasonable. But instead, you're like, you're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Our fault. Right. And then,
0: like, there's Google reviews involved in this conversation. I mean, I was always yeah, thinking about what the just, Google reviews can be. Please don't leave a review for please me. Don't please don't leave, leave a review. How good leave. is she at Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly I mean, right. you can't BS when you're a dentist. When I, was, when I used to be an engineer, like, we had beer Fridays. So, like, after one o'clock, you just drank beer. A little cart came around. You pick out as many beers you want. Yeah. And you don't ever send any more emails. You just sit here and talk. So it was like Friday was nice. But, like, there's no like easy Friday. You have to. If there's like a root canal, you got to be on. You got to be on for filling. You just have to be on the whole time. Right. You can't. Yeah. You can't pull back and be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to. um I like the idea of beer Fridays. I want to create a uh, dental office called Shots on Shots, where you, oh. you where you get shots when you get shots. <laughs> you get shots of alcohol when you take shots in the mouth. But I don't think it, I. I don't think the regulatory agencies would. Appreciate that.
0: Uh, yeah, you're probably right, dude. But I think i they'd bat serve, an eyelash. Serving
1: yeah. alcohol on the premises would be uh, frowned upon, I believe. Uh, hey, let's do <laughs> a secret word really quick. I got to remember to do that. We do a secret word every single week. If you email the secret word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com, you will get $500 of free dental work, redeemable at my location in Camas, Washington. You can also gift this $500 to anybody that you want. If you don't want to use it or can't use it yourself, um you can gift it to someone gift it to somebody who can. Um do you want to choose a secret word? Sure. Okay. Uh, Go. flabbergasted. Wow, that's a great word. Flabbergasted, that's a great word. Okay, so email the word flabbergasted to drilledpodcast at gmail.com and you will be flabbergasted. How <laughs> awesome five hundred dollars uh, uh feels when you win that. Um oh. I think we've said. A Got lot. it all out there. There's a lot yeah. to say. There's a lot to say, but we said it. I think. I think we did. <laughs> uh, am I leaving anything out that we had? T- that you want anything you're passionate about that we left out in dentistry? In dentistry, no, no. But uh, <laughs> in comedy, Yeah. oh hey, yeah. check this guy out, Burt Walpack. Uh, uh, I know you're on YouTube because I watched some of your some of your videos. I really like your joke. I think you open with it uh-huh. sometimes uh, about. <laughs> how you're a dentist, and so uh, you're just going to have your hygienist come out and do uh, four of your five minutes, and you're going to come in for the last minute. And, and oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so is it my, my problem? Yeah, I'll be like
0: in the middle of a set, and I'll be like, all right, I got 20 more minutes to do. I'm going to bring my hygienist out. She's going to do the last 15 minutes, and I'm just going to yeah. let her do the work. I'll you're sit back.
1: A yeah, that's a, great, <laughs> that's a great dentist joke that I think translates. Well, I like it, but I'm a dentist. That's so kind of true. I think people like that, too. Yeah, is it is it a good
0: joke? Does it does it go over well? Yeah, that one usually goes pretty over pretty well. I feel like it's for the general public. It's not so much for dentists because dentists don't always see the other side of it. No, like it, patients know that they only get to see the dentist well, for five know, minutes. I, yeah, I
1: come in and the dentist is there for like a second. Yeah, and then he bolts and it's mainly mostly the hygienist. Yeah, so right. I usually do that with regular crowds. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Any listen, anytime you're you're around, you let, it, let come come back on the program, man. I love it. Cool. I love it. You are more than welcome to come by anytime and, and chat. This has been awesome. Yeah, this I, is a lot of fun. I love that there's Dennis out. I mean, one of my favorite comics is Ken Jong.
0: Yeah. Who's a medical doctor. Medical doctor. Yeah. I thought he did CPR at one set. Didn't he say that? Didn't he was doing... There was an individual who had like a seizure. Was it Heimlich? Yeah,
1: go ahead. It was, he had, yeah, there was an individual at one of Ken Jong. So if you don't know Ken Jong, he's a medical doctor who started doing stand-up, and then uh, now he was in The Hangover, and... Now he's all Community. super, yeah, super yeah. famous, right? And um, uh, but he's a doctor, and then someone at one of his shows in a, I think in Arizona, the Arizona Improv, I think where it was, where it was, uh, had a seizure, and he was involved in some like uh, triaging type of things until the paramedics got there and took care of the situation. Oh, that's so cool. But it, but he was there to like know what to do, and he, he had enough medical knowledge to like help and be. But he like stopped his set, went down into the yacht and help this woman who was having a seizure Ugh. in the middle of a show.
0: I would totally love to like trach a patient with a stick. And <laughs> ice and a yeah. Audience member, audience member is what you, I meant. You know, <laughs> you could
1: probably find somebody at one of your shows who needs a root canal. Yeah. And just be like, I'm just going to do this right now. And totally pull a Ken Jeong and, <laughs> and just do a root canal on that person right there in the club. Oh, that sounds good. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, man, we're going to, we're going to shut this shop down. Um, for those tuning in, thank you so much. Please tune in next week and keep on tuning in. And please tell your friends and follow us on uh, all the social media pages. We do Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. <laughs> I even have a TikTok account, guys. I, so yeah, do you have a TikTok account? Not yet. But oh, listen, TikTok is one of the most addicting. Social I said, that's what I'm
0: worried about. Yeah. Oh, dude, you, scrolling through
1: TikTok is. Is a uh, is a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of time suckage that uh, is totally worth it. My favorite page on TikTok is public freakouts. They have an Instagram too. It's hilarious. Just people freaking out in public, like at like a restaurant or in a park. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think I, there's a public freakout on on, ri- on Reddit too, right? That's what I always watch. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I watch that quite probably. a bit too.
1: Anyway, thanks for joining. Uh, we will catch you next week, and uh, just appreciate all you guys' support. Talk to you later.